Welcome back to another video. I'm the Backyard Buddha. In this video, I'm sitting here with my friend, Jill. Hi. You can follow Jill at... Wonderful World of Jill. On Instagram. Mm -hmm. In this video, uh, we're gonna talk about people pleasing. What that is, what that looks like, why it happens, the detrimental effect it's having on your life, and more importantly, most importantly, the most importance, how to fix it, how to change that, how to let it go. So Jill, what, what does people-pleasing look like to you? I think really people-pleasing is, it's putting your own happiness behind the happiness of other people. And you don't realize it sometimes at the time, but it is super oppressive. And you start to feel less and less and smaller and smaller because you're making other people's happiness a priority instead of making your own happiness a priority. That's what I, I think. So like, can you give an example of what, like either something you've done that was people pleasing in the past or something you've seen maybe in clients or with friends or just out and about at a social event, like, like give an example of people pleasing. Okay. So, <clears throat> Uh, recently, I was, tra I was traveling, I was in Montana, and a very good friend of mine had asked me to go to um, the theater there in Montana and take a picture of uh, a dedication brick that belonged to somebody that he had loved very dearly many years ago. And I said, yes, I'll do that. But when I got to Montana, I wasn't feeling so hot I needed some extra time in bed I don't I don't know but I ended up not going to the theater or getting that picture um and when I told him he was clearly disappointed he he said I'm really disappointed you didn't make it there and I think in the past that would have sent me into some kind of anxiety for sure um like oh shit, I fucked up, now my friend's gonna be mad at me, what can I do to fix this, I should have gone, beaten myself up uh, for a long time over it. But this time, I just thought, you know what? He's disappointed and that's okay, he can feel disappointed, but that doesn't have to mean anything for me. I don't have to put his happiness above mine. I did what I needed to do for me and even though it disappointed him that I didn't make it there to take the picture, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean we're not gonna be friends anymore. It just means he's disappointed and his happiness is not my responsibility. And that was probably the first time I've ever thought that in my life, like consciously thought like, no, it's cool. You're your happiness is not my responsibility. My happiness is my responsibility. Your happiness is your responsibility. So even though I, I didn't do something that would have made you super happy, that doesn't make me a bad person. And so just putting myself first, which some people might think is selfish, just putting myself first helped me not feel so small. So selfish. Caring about how you feel. I know, right? But it made me feel, and the more I think that way, the less oppressed I feel. I don't feel small or like I owe anybody anything. What about my plans, Jill? What about your plans? What about my plans? 
Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what your plans are, so I can't I can't speak to that, but you're responsible no. for your plans. I love that, because like, the, the analogy I like to give is similar. Let me turn this fucking light ring down, because I'm seeing circles. <laughs> <laughs> it is really bright, but I don't have any glasses on, so I don't know. Ooh, the pink looks kind of nice. Oh, wait. Okay, that one? No, this one? Ah. I think it's just pink because now we're seeing so many fucking circles around the edges <laughs> of our eyes. Let's turn down a bit. I think, yeah, and then also take my glasses off because people have been commenting on TikTok that uh, the light rings are bugging them. So the example oh. I like to give is, let's say I'm going to a concert and I call you up and I'm like, hey, I got two tickets to go see, who's a, who's a popular artist right now? J Justin Bieber, right? Or, or fucking- uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Ariana Grande, right? So I got two tickets to see all three of these people in concert tomorrow night. But here's the thing. I need to bring someone with me, otherwise I can't go. Now, that's, that's what I'm calling you with. Now, let's give a little bit more background context to this whole conversation, to your end of it more specifically. It's your anniversary dinner with the love of your life, your dream partner, okay? You, and you've been with this person for, let's say, a couple years. Nothing but awesome, happy memories, happy good times. And tonight, or tomorrow night, more specifically, tomorrow night is your guys' anniversary dinner. And he planned out, or she, or whatever you're into, planned out such an amazing afternoon with you at the exact time this concert taking place. And I'm like, I need you to go with me. Otherwise, I can't go. Like, I need you to come. And you're like, no, I can't. Like, anniversary dinner. I'm like, what? What do you mean you can't? I'm going to lose this fucking ticket. <laughs> you got to go with me. And you're like, why are you talking to me like this in your head? But you're being very nice for some fucking reason. You're like, listen, anniversary dinner, I can't go. Then I, I storm off, hang up the phone. And I'm telling everyone, everyone in my circle that you were being selfish. Is that selfishness? Or is that my shit that I'm not dealing with? And this is the, I guess you could call it like gaslighting. Some people might say that. This is the, the, the weird weaponized form of selfishness in the negative context that people will throw and use at you like a fucking machine gun emotionally when you choose to follow what makes you feel good people who are not in a good good place emotionally will call that selfishness when it's just you following what makes you happy which if you think about it if you really take that down you know if you zoom out and look at it from a from a macro sense from a, from a larger scope your happiness is the best thing that you can give to anybody else. Because as Jill was saying, if you keep acquiescing, agreeing, being coerced to these things that you don't really want to do, like what sounds fucking epic, this stupid little concert, you don't even like the artist, let's say, or maybe you do, maybe, maybe that was a little negative, but maybe you do like the artist. But what I'm saying is the fucking anniversary dinner is sick. It's like the best shit ever. It's a 10 on the excitement scale. Concert's like an eight. And it's not that you don't want to go to the concert or you don't want to hang out with me, your friend. It's just you have something way better planned that you want to do. And it's the most exciting thing available to you. So if you, in that instance, let's say parallel reality, you say, okay, I'll go with you. You've just became small, as Jill said. You've just uh, dishonored your emotions and you've compromised your own values and self-esteem. Yeah. And you just set, uh, you've set a tone, you've set a trend now of whenever I want to do things that I want to do, I'm going to forsake that in light of something that makes me feel less happy, less small, because I don't want to rock the boat. Because if I rock the boat, 
what the person might leave me and then I'll feel super lonely. Uh, the person will get mad at me and then I'll feel even smaller. I'll feel shameful, I'll feel yeah. guilty. So many different negative emotions can be sparked by this one kind of person. And to be clear, the whole reason why you're attracting this person is because of these emotions that you're practicing of let's say not good enough or anxiety or you know fearing letting people down or just not having really clear boundaries. Feeling for some reason that be it abandonment stuff, again, being alone, like you don't feel comfortable setting a boundary and like picking the thing that feels most exciting to you. And this is super, super important because in a similar fashion, if you say no to the thing you really wanna do in light of something that kind of makes you feel like shit in comparison, you're getting smaller, you're not honoring yourself. But if you go the other way and go, no, 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 no. Like I'm picking the thing I really wanna fucking do. Now you're stepping into more and more of your own empowerment. You're stepping into more and more of what feels good. And the people who you, let's say, pick to go to the anniversary dinner, me, like there's two, two versions of me here. <laughs> One version of me is like completely fucking pissed off at you because you let me down and I, I'm not in control of my own emotions. I'm at the effect of everything that's happening around me. I can't just go, oh yeah, well she can't go. No big, or he can't go, no big deal. So I'm gonna go do the next thing that's available to me. There's that person who gets pissed off, but there's the other person who's just like, oh yeah, no worries. Catch you on the next one. And it's the type of people that you're attracting into your life that's like the different, you know, what's going on? <laughs> uh, let me just record, I'll edit that. Blonde, wow. Well, both? Yeah? Both? Should I leave it long and blonde or cut? I don't know, I do some really funky sh cut, like, and then right dye now. it blonde. Yeah. Do it both if you can. Oh, okay. Oh, exciting! Exciting. Awesome, well, I can't wait to see. That's awesome. <laughs> Bye. See you Bye. later. So two different types of people. And you gotta ask yourself, what type of people are in my life? Like my current social circle, my current friends, which, which version of that is, you know, are they? And to be fair, like we all have moments where we're both of these people in our lives, but dominantly, what's the dominant state that person in, is in? Are they cool when you pick your own stuff or they're not cool? That's the first thing to ask. And the second thing to ask is, why am I attracting people like this? And I guess another thing to ask is, why do I feel so uncomfortable saying yes? Or, or telling them no, right? Why do I feel so uncomfortable letting that person just talk, 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 instead of going, hey, it was really great to meet you. I'll see you later. Hey, nice shirt. I'm not, I got something I gotta go to though. And like being okay saying that because you realize that life is so much better when you're following what makes you feel good. And that should be your dominant priority because anything other than that, you're compromising yourself. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, it's like, you know, this, this is a great friend of mine um, that, you know, very important in my life. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like attracted him into my life because of anything. I think people generally speaking, sometimes they won't even voice their disappointment or their upset. So I was pretty appreciative actually that he was just kind of able to say, Oh, I'm disappointed. He didn't say, I'm disappointed in you. He just said, Oh, I'm kind of disappointed. 
that that didn't happen, which is the indication to me that he was just voicing his emotion. Um, the difference would be if he was the kind of person that was saying, uh, I'm really disappointed in you. I asked you to do this for me and you didn't do it, you know, and make you feel bad about it. He didn't make me feel bad about it, but I could have felt bad about it all on my own. He could have not said anything about it and I still could have felt bad about it on my own. But this was kind of the first time where I was like, no, what, what, what I feel and what I need and my happiness is the most important thing to me. And that was honestly probably the first time because I would have just been so concerned. Um, so there's a kind of a difference there. It's like some people, so talking about attracting people into your life, you know, for me personally, I'm sure for you, uh, you don't want to attract the kind of people into your life that would be like, I'm so disappointed in you. I'm so angry with you that you didn't do that. You've made me really sad because you know that they're not in control or taking responsibility for their own emotions. But I think it's okay for somebody to just say like, oh, that disappoints me. But then you have to take control of your emotions and be able to say, yeah, that's too bad that that disappointed you. Totally. But It's a compliment when they say like, Oh, that's disappointing. Because, like, it would have been really cool to hang out with you. Exactly. It's not like you've disappointed them or, like, they're, there's no, like, resentment or bitterness about it. Right. Versus if you do get mad and kind of, like, stuck up, like, you, like, the paradigm you're coming from that, what you're really saying is, I'm a victim. Like, I, I, I don't control that's my it. reality. I that's can't make it. any changes. Everything's just random chance. Shit just happens. People are just lucky. And that's not the paradigm you want to come from. Like the concert analogy that you gave, you know, there's a difference between saying like, oh, bummer, you can't come with me. I'll try and find somebody else to go or, oh my God, I can't go to this concert now because you won't come with me. And now it's all your fault that I can't go to this concert. Like two totally different mindsets, right? Two totally different paradigms to come from. Exactly. And the whole, now it's, whole, now it's ruined. You're putting all this attachment, you're putting this whole experience up on a pedestal and you're forgetting that it's not about any one particular thing. Like you, you gotta be able to just quickly abandon whatever it is if it stops being fun. And if it starts reflecting to you that it's not fun. So you could have been pumped the whole fucking day. It could have been like the greatest shit ever. Like, oh my God, Ariana Grande, holy shit, Jason Derulo, fucking, fucking, fuck. And then you could have been even more excited to go, wait a minute, Jill, I'll call up Jill. She's my best friend. I'll bring her to the concert. And then on the phone, she's like, Jill's like, oh no, I can't. I have this anniversary dinner planned with, you know, my, my fucking dream boyfriend, my, my hubby, my soulmate, my twin flame. <laughs> and in that moment, internally, you got to go, okay, I'm a little bummed because I, I can't, you know, the person I wanted to go with, I can't take her. So at that moment, you either go, cool, I'll just check on the other number of friends I have if I have more friends. And if you don't, if literally she's the only out you have, then... You should be okay with just like letting it go or giving the ticket away to someone else. Like instantly pivoting into, well, what, what does sound fun? Cool, I can't do that, cool. Well, what else can I do? Let me go take a bath, let me go watch a movie. But if we're like putting this thing on a gigantic pedestal and then- So attached. Doesn't go the way you planned, you, you fucking crash, you tilt emotionally. Yeah. This is why, you know, the Buddha said, attachment is suffering. So anything you become attached to, you know, hardcore attached and that thing can't happen or that person goes away or anything like that it causes suffering 
for a lot of people. Um, unless you learn about contrast. Totally. So like what's three, three quick tips like you can give people who struggle with like people pleasing to kind of like break that pattern? I would say off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, I would say number one, put your happiness um, at the top of the list because when you're happy, you can do more to make other people in the world happy. So really, it, it sounds crazy. Like the analogy I give is- You're more is, fun to be around. And you're more fun to be around, right? But the analogy I would give is like, you know, uh, people that really want to make a lot of money just so they can buy stuff versus people that want to make a lot of money so that they can give back more, right? So your happiness is a currency. And the more happy you are, the more you're fun to be around, the more you can serve others, um, and the more you can spread that happiness so that hopefully there's more happy people in the world. And, and real quick, before we move on to the other two points, because I want to- I, wanna I didn't know that I have two other points. We'll, we'll see what comes out, we'll see what comes out. <laughs> but like, I think this is a, this is a good point, because some of you guys watching this, you might fall into this, 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 uh, category <laughs> of people who think that they're here to fix the world and you're not here to fix the fucking world mm. right you're here to have fun you're here mm. for the expansion of desires mm. so if one of those desires is to help people and it's coming from an inspired place that is literally like going to the concert or anniversary dinner the most fun thing at your disposal in any given moment then cool then help the person but your your whole existence isn't here to like serve can you have fun serving? Totally. I, mm -hmm. I tweeted uh, last night. It feels so good to help people, but it feels even better to be doing what you love. Like, it should just be a bonus that you're helping people, right? Mm -hmm. You're here to have fun, like, period. End of story. Yeah, and if helping people is fun for you, and that is your highest excitement, then dope. Like, you, you know what you're here, and you know what you're about, and that's awesome. But we're not here to save the world. No, yeah. Nobody's here to save the world, and nobody should be putting other people's happiness above their own. That 100%. Just can't happen. So tip number one, as Jill's saying, is put yourself first. Put yourself first. Because the whole pattern of, like when you do the reverse of that, you're making yourself small. By putting yourself first, you're almost like that Disneyland ride where you get into the log and you go down like the water and it's like. A oh, Splash Mountain? Splash Mountain, yes. Or fucking Space Mountain. Any one of those mountains with the, with the roller coaster <laughs> ride. They're all fun. So similarly, <laughs> If you're putting yourself first, what does that what does that mean? If we like really distill that, what is that saying? It's saying, in any given moment, ask yourself what's the most exciting thing I could be doing right now. So you get you drop into that moment of doing that thing, getting a smoothie, mm. filming a video, mm. petting a cat, going for a walk, doing some yoga, whatever the fuck, and not judging whatever comes up. Yeah. When you do that, it unlocks the next moment of fun and the next moment, and you're building momentum around having fun and feeling better and better and better and better, which then gives you the energy to, let's say, one one angle of it, one outlet of it, serving people, helping people, another outlet of it, being more fun around other people, right? Because when you're having a good time, isn't it easier to have a good time with other people? Don't you automatically lift people up around you without having to do anything? Yes, yes. This, this whole, like, rising tide lifts all ships parable, whatever the fuck it's called, as you lift your own happiness, not only in the in the other areas of your life, finances, relationships, every, every fucking area of your life, as you raise the baseline of your happiness, you lift all these categories up. And 
as an extension, the people who are around you. You follow Gary Vee, um, he talks a lot about one of the quickest hacks to become happy is just surround yourself with happy people. Mm. People who are like on the move, who are empowered. Cause you just, like you get it, like you just soak it up. It's like, we're all sponges and we just get it through osmosis of just being around that person. So you literally become, not even just for yourself, like for you having an epic, exciting life, but you just become this lighthouse fucking beacon of positivity and vitality and energy for all the people that gravitate around you. So what's the second tip? Uh, the second tip, tip would number tip number two. Tip number two would be if you find it difficult to put your own happiness first, have a look at what has transpired in your own life that makes you feel like you have to please other people. Um, it could be the way your parents talk to you. It could be anything like in the span of your life where you felt like it's not okay for me to please myself and have a look at that through, you know, checking out your limiting beliefs, checking out your emotional baggage your your negative perspectives around being able to be as happy as you possibly can. What does it mean for me to be happy? Do, do I think that my happiness takes away from other people's happiness? Mm. Does, do I, do I think that I'm not allowed to be happy because somebody in my past told me that some past relationship or my parents or whatever. So I would take a look at that through, you know, coaching through, yeah. um, w whatever means, but I would have a look at that. The, I remember one of the people you passed, Jill just got back from an epic fucking road trip and, uh, she had some clients calls scheduled, but cause she didn't know where she was going to be or stuff. She passed a couple of them along to me. And one of those calls, she said, uh, the girl is helping, the woman was helping. She said that she felt really guilty about being happy because it felt like she was taken away from other people's happiness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's like saying, if someone's sick, like you have to be sick. Otherwise your health is taking away from their health. Right. Fucking ridiculous. It really <laughs> is. But you know, you can get stuck in those thoughts and not really see that it's a ridiculous thought. Like, I think consciously people know being happy doesn't really take away from somebody else's happiness, but we're so conditioned and we listen to so many people in our lives that maybe have a negative influence on us or they just say something in passing that then we take on and we can't get past it by ourselves. And so definitely mm, I would I say, it. definitely I would say, you know, finding a, a great coach, somebody that can help you figure out what those limiting beliefs are, where the patterns are in your life that are causing you to feel like you always have to people please and not please yourself. I would, I would definitely take a look at that. Brilliant. I love that. So you're saying like, number one, a really quick practical thing that you can apply right this fucking instant is just following what excites you and as best you can choosing that. And the more you do this, the, the, the better you're going to get at it. It's just like practice, right? The more you practice choosing what feels good in every given moment, and like training yourself to, to be happy. Or as like our mutual coach says, like you play the fuck it happy game, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you're doing, if it's not making you happy, fuck it and go pick the thing that's gonna make you happy, number one. And that's huge, like literally, <laughs> like that's something you have to practice. It doesn't just fall into your lap. Like you have to go, you have to set an intention to have fun and then actively be asking yourself, what sounds fun right now? You can't. And this, I guess, really plays into emotional awareness, like being aware of how you're feeling in every given moment, which I think mm. lots of people, is something that they really struggle with. It's very challenging for them. And, and for all of us, right? Like individually, but I think for most people, they're not even aware of what the hell they're feeling. 
So really becoming aware of how you're feeling in any given moment and then shifting and deciding, choosing, let me pick the thing that's most beneficial to me emotionally. What's yeah. the thing that's gonna give me? And if, if you can't like reach for something or grab something that's like exciting, if excitement's too out of your ballpark, then reach for relief. I talked to someone who was just like so fucking sad. We did a little bit of clearing work, um, which is referencing point number two, which I'll get to in a second, but we did a little bit of clearing work and we kind of shifted some stuff for her, but she was still hanging on to a lot of sadness and stuff. So for her, excitement be like walking on sunshine, fucking rainbows and butterflies. That's, that's a little, it's a little extreme for her. So what do you do in that situation? Well, you reach for relief. If you're a super fucking depressed person, you can't jump all the way over to excitement and, and bliss and ecstasy and fucking joy. Start with relief. Maybe that, maybe that's smoking a cigarette. Maybe that's talking shit with your friends about someone. Each, each one of these things, there's nothing bad with talking shit about someone. People can condemn that but it depends on where you're at emotionally because that could give you relief to talk shit about other people. It's obvious, obviously you don't want to stay there for the rest of your life, but in the moment, having a cigarette, talking shit about people, that's where you're at. That's what's giving you relief. So don't judge yourself. Just get the relief. Be practicing being emotionally aware of how you're feeling, choosing what feels good, mm -hmm. following that. And then number two, as Jill is saying, work with the coach, right? You go to a dentist. I haven't been in a dentist in a long time. I probably got so many fucking cavities. Eventually, my, <laughs> my stable income, I will go to the dentist. I will clear the belief around not liking the dentist. But until that day happens, I'm gonna use the analogy with all oh, carefree. So you go to the dentist once or twice a year, if you're a normal person, to get your teeth checked and cleaned to check for cavities. Because you don't know, you haven't been to the dentist. You, you can't, you're not just like just looking at your fucking teeth every day. So in a similar fashion, how often do you, okay, real big question here for you. How often do you sit down and meticulously check every one of your belief systems, how it's making you feel and the effect it's having on your life? How often do you do that? Probably not often, probably not often. And that's okay because we're not taught to do that. But number, number two point, what Jill's saying, tip number two is work with the coach, you know? You're not gonna like will your cavities away. <laughs> You, you got to go get them cleaned. You got to look at what you're eating. So you got to look at the patterns in your life and you got to clear the underlying belief systems. Otherwise, nothing will change. You could follow your excitement and bliss all you want. You could be getting all the relief in the world. And over a 10 year span, the more you do that, you're going to incrementally get better and better and better. That's that's no doubt. No doubt about that. But it's like... Um, like the way I'm, I'm kind of seeing it in my head, it's kind of like... If you've ever, if you've ever done math. <laughs> so in math, there's like, you have a three and then you have that little tiny three at the top, top right. And it's like the, the power, like three to the power of three or something. Yeah, yeah. So it means three times three times three. So let's say you have 15 belief systems right now that are super negative. Maybe like seven of them that are really positive or 300 of them, but the 25 are really fucking you up. Point being, you have some number, X number of negative belief systems. Now, Practicing following your bliss moment to moment to moment, like there's like almost a max in a certain category that you can attain of happiness. It doesn't matter how long you're practicing it, like you're capped off. So maybe a year goes by, you practice following your bliss, you're gonna get incrementally better, but then you're capped within a certain range, if that makes sense. Because your belief systems are like these heavy fucking anchors dragging your ass down. So it doesn't matter how much progress you make, you're gonna self-sabotage, you're gonna procrastinate, you're gonna let opportunities slip, you're gonna do things to fuck up relationships, probably without you even knowing it. 
this is why it's so key to sit down with someone, work with someone to check on what these belief systems are and how they're making you feel and the damage they're doing in your life and yank the fuckers out, <laughs> throw them away and insert new empowering belief systems. So you're no longer being triggered by those things. You're no longer self-sabotaging. You're no longer procrastinating. You no longer have this split energy about like, I want to do this thing, but I can't do it. I want to do this thing, but it's fucking scary. I want to do this thing, but what if this thing happens? And most of the time, all that's bullshit. None of those things happen. It's all like mm -hmm. delusional you know, fears in our head. Like similarly, that make total sense to us when we're in the belief system. But when you let it go and you get that perspective, you, you, you're looking down from that higher vantage point. You're like, oh, wait a minute, yeah. Like my happiness doesn't take away from anyone's happiness. You know, like me, if someone's sick, me being sick does not help them in any way. If anything, me being healthy helps them because then I can support them. Similarly with happiness, right? Emotionally, if you're happy, you can help your unhappy friends. Mm. Again, like we we're talking about earlier, like osmosis, the whole lighthouse effect. So tip number two, mm. work with the fucking coach. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I would have made that tip number three. <laughs> Because now I'm wondering if I have a tip number three. I guess tip number three would be if you feel that sense of like, oh shit, my friend's going to be mad at me. Maybe ask yourself like, how many friends do I really want to have that are going to be mad at me if I can't do something or it wasn't the right time for me to do something or I just wasn't feeling it. Like, do you really want to have friends like that? Because I don't want to have friends like that. Um, because that wouldn't make me happy, you know? So I think, you know, putting, putting your own happiness first and having people around you that understand that and that support you in that is super important. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to have people around you that aren't supportive of your happiness and that don't understand that you need to put yourself first because they probably don't put themselves first. They're not checking out what their emotional baggage is. They're not understanding where their feelings come from. So they certainly can't understand where your feelings come from. So I would just have a look at, you know, when you're, when you're caught in some people pleasing sort of effect that's going on in a circumstance, I would check out like, you know, who, who is this person to, to try and tell me that I'm not allowed to be happy, you know? And is that really the kind of friend that I want? Um, and, you, and you may find that you wanna let some people go out of your life because they're not as supportive of you and what you're trying to, the way you're trying to live and trying to be happy, they're not supportive of that. So you might wanna like check that out. Totally, yeah like either remove them entirely depending on like how toxic the person is mm. or maybe just significantly hang out with them less. Mm. Um, but remember, like if, if you're not doing the inner work, the belief systems clearing that stuff out, it doesn't matter how many people you let go of, like you're fired. Cause you're gonna keep attracting the same type of people. Maybe a little bit different, but essentially you're gonna have the same fucking ingredients, same type of like, you know, making you feel shameful. Like it, you will be stunned. They might even, even look similar to the people you let go of in the past. That's, that's even a crazier fucking thing. That's what I've noticed. I've attracted people who even look similarly to the old people that I had attracted before that made me feel a certain way, which was kind of mind blowing. But like, as best you can, try to distance yourself mm. to give yourself space as you do the inner work. You don't want to be like hanging out with your friends who are like doing cocaine or chain smoking cigarettes or getting shit faced. 
while you're doing any work because it's kind of like gonna aggravate the whole process and make it much more challenging and tough than it needs to be. Maybe dedicate like the next month, let's say if you're getting really, really fucking serious about changing your life, dedicate the next month to just not hanging out with those people or just if you hang out with them every day, do it once a week. And I think it'd actually be a cool thought experiment just to see how they react, right? Because people who love you, they're gonna be like, you okay? They might be, might check in on you. Mm. But beyond that, they're like, cool, they need some time. And people who are really not on your side, they might like attack you or make mm -hmm. you feel guilty or like shame you for that. Mm -hmm. And the, <laughs> the intent with this isn't to pick those people apart, understand that they have their own belief systems and they're on their own journey. And they might be dealing with some shit that is like, you might've been their only source of happiness. So it's kind of like a big compliment that they're acting that way. Because mm. they're trying to keep the person that makes them feel good and hold on to them for dear life. And that's the only way they know how to kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like when a mom, she like yells at her kid. She's like, Pick, go clean your room. I love you. Go clean your room. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she, not in the moment. She's not really embodying the love, but she does love the child. <laughs> and that's her only way of, of communicating, like to try to make this solution happen because she's dealing with her own shit. A happy mom's like, hey, go clean your room, mister. Do you see the difference? It's like forcing gah, versus like this power. It's like, hey, go clean your room, mister. It's playful, it's light. It signifies that I'm not carrying a lot of shit that's fucking me up. That's draining every single moment, draining and straining my emotions. No, I'm happy. I'm good. Everything's okay. So don't blame your friends for how they're acting. Be compassionate to that, mm. be empathetic, but understand that there's nothing you can do for them, right? The only way to change people, number one, is they have to be in the receiving mode. They have to be ready for change. And number two, you have to be in a very, very good place yourself. Mm. So number one, recapping the three tips here. Number one. I don't remember what I said, Dante. Follow your excitement. <laughs> in each given moment, follow what feels good as best as you can, to the best of your ability. That's right. Number two. Number two, find a coach. Get, get a, a damn coach. Find somebody to help you work through your negative perspectives. And hey, if you go send Jill, because uh, she's back now, so she's actually taking on clients. If you go message Jill, what's like some, what's like a short message, like one word or two words they can, they can like. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go message Jill at Wonderful World of Jill on Instagram right now. The two words, help me. Help me. And she'll schedule, 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 she'll schedule you into her uh, calendar, into her calendar and book a first, what, what do you do, like a, I do a, do like a call. gift call? Yeah, I do a gift call. Um, and what's that look like? What do, what do you typically get out of a gift call? A gift call would be 30 minutes and we would go through an attraction point audit, which goes through different parts of your life, um, current situation, as well as past situations to see where there's patterns of dominant negative emotion. And then we find out what your one to three dominant negative emotions are. And then past that, we would work together to schedule time to do something called a belief tree, which is to figure out why you have those dominant negative emotions and how you can clear them. And clearing them, letting them go. And clearing them. Yeah, awesome. letting them go. So they just have to send you a DM, help me at. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful World of Jill. Help me at Wonderful World of Jill. Awesome. So guys, make sure you do that. And I'm also going to pin uh, the top comment in the description. I'm going to pin her handle so you can click that and it'll take you to her Instagram profile. Nice. Make sure to send her a help me. Send her a DM <laughs> if you actually, if you're serious, not 
Nobody like if you're fucking around and like just like the video and like go on with your life and we love you and thank you for watching. But if you're serious about changing your life, go send her a DM because yeah. she's, she's brilliant. Aww. She's working with top like elite fucking coaches. She's dished out money to get coaching from these coaches. She's on her shit, on her grind. She's an amazing fucking person and she's a great coach. So go take advantage of that. And with that being said, thank you so much for watching this video. We love to have you. Yes. Don't people please. Okay, put yourself first. You deserve to be happy. Deuces.